brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to CK Podcast 367, Tuesday night, how former ref Tim Tonic inspired to fix NBA games. That is the main discussion of today's show, a topic that really hits hard for me as a Kings fan growing up and watching that 2002 NBA series between the Lakers and the Kings and how David Stern came out publicly and said that game six was the worst officiated game in NBA history. So when you know those type of things, and then ESPN Magazine comes out with the story, you question a lot of things, the integrity of the game, how gambling and legalizing it, which was the latest thing, will it help the sport? Will it become more transparent or will it make it worse? Will there be more corruption in our sport that we love so much? I love basketball so much. I get very disappointed if I don't play basketball on a daily basis. Today, I woke up at 5 a.m. to go hoop. That's how committed I am to the game. And when I see these type of things, NBA refs fixing games, it sucks. It's hurtful. And you don't want to see those things, especially from a fan base that was so close of winning the NBA championship in 2002. When you hear and when breaking news happens and a guy goes to jail, you question a lot, a lot of things. That's the issue that I have with a lot of this. And I feel like Tim Donaghy got away with a lot of things. I'm going to play you guys a little soundbite of the ending of the video that they released today. Also, I want to read you one of the quotes from James Jimmy, the sheep Batista, who was a very good friend of his, and he is the one that contacted Tim to start fixing games. One of the quotes was, you want to get paid, and you got to cover the effing spread. Bribe was only about two dimes, so two dimes is about $2,000 in gambling terms. If the pick won, the ref got his two dimes. If the pick missed, the ref owed nothing. Then Batista would eat the loss, 
That's called a free roll. But this referee didn't lose much. And that's the quote that I want to play for you guys, uh, which is an insane, insane number of the probabilities of him not fixing games, right? Till this day, this is the verdict. Um, the verdict on Tim Donaghy. He is, let me double check right here. One second. So for 11 years, the official plot line has been that Donaghy was a rogue gambling addict ref who made some bets on his own games and nothing more. The NBA conducted its own investigation and concluded that Donaghy, in fact, did not fix games. But for many in and around the league, suspicions have remained that the full story has not been told. And then when I mentioned earlier about the Supreme Court forbidding states from legalizing sports gambling within their own borders because they believe it it can increase in the corruption of the sport. And Adam Silver, being the progressive commissioner that he is, changed all of that. So in 2014, Commissioner Adam Silver penned and an OPED advocating for legalization in July of 2018, he announced a multi-year deal for MGM Resorts to be the official gaming partner of the NBA. Proponents of legalization have long argued that regulation leads to transparency, which helped root out game-fixing schemes. But there is much evidence to suggest the opposite. An economist, Walamir Andreff of the University of Paris, has written, All economic analysis conclude that the more money... There is inflowing to sport, the greater the sport corruption. Now, let me play you guys this quick soundbite, and it will leave you speechless. But ESPN, the magazine, decided to conduct its own more complete analysis of all 40 games Donaghy officiated from the time he entered into an agreement with his co-conspirators up until the day their scheme fell apart. Tim Donaghy, outside official, made the call late. Ten of the games were blowouts and therefore discarded from the analysis. In 23 of the 30 games that were competitive, Donaghy's calls favored the team that his partners had wagered on. That's 77%. In only three games did his calls go against their team. The calls were even in the other four games. The odds of that imbalance occurring randomly, 6,155 to 1. 6,155 to 1. 6,155 to 1. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it disappoints me when I hear those type of things. I'm going to open it up to you guys to join the conversation. Now, for the people that listen to this on the audio, again, some people get mad because I go live or, or whatnot. But I like to include you guys in all of our conversations Someone says, Leo letting that beer grow out. I wonder if his girl digs it. She kind of doesn't, but it's because it's in the scruffy stages. Now, once it's full James Harden, then I think she'll like it or I'll like it. That's that's the goal. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to go James Harden, man, because the Kings are making the playoffs this year. I said it the day Bogdan Bogdanovich hit that buzzer beater, and I'm going to say it again. This team will make the playoffs. Now, I'm not sure if it'll be a 6, 7, or 8 seed, but they will make the playoffs. (laughs) 
So that's how I feel about this entire situation with Tim Donaghy, who I believe stole a championship from the Sacramento Kings. Again, David Stern publicly said that game six was the worst officiated game in NBA history. I remember that game so well. All of the every time Shaq would just cross the line and violate when he was at the free throw line and all the elbows that were thrown, just the little things, even that half court shot from Horace Grant, that should have never counted because the ball was still on his fingertips. Now, if you're a real Kings fan, you do remember those days and those were salty memories and they will always be salty memories until the Kings win the NBA championship because that is the only thing that I recall that I remember from my childhood and it sucks because I remember my brother making fun of me, laughing at me, laughing at my face. I was super young at the time. So 2002, I'm 25 now. I'm not very good at math, but I was pretty damn young. And I already felt that passion for the team, passion for basketball, the game of basketball. I started playing in third grade. So I, and my first team, believe it or not, was the Kings. So that's me going back. Clippers got us two games, and we got a tough schedule. Kings and Lakers both make it, in my opinion. I, I agree. I, I do think that the Kings and Lakers will make it. No way the NBA shuts LeBron out of the playoffs. So does that mean Kings are out again, victim to the Lakers? Again, I believe the Spurs will be the team that will come out. So it'll be Kings, Lakers, Jazz. So a lot of stuff to talk about. The Kings do have a very tough schedule. Let's go over the schedule in the upcoming games. The calendar says the Warriors, which is the toughest one of them all, at Oracle. Do not expect to win that game. But if you do, then you will really improve the confidence moving forward of this basketball team. Just imagine after the All-Star break, going into Oracle and beating that team after giving up three games that you should have never given up. So those are three games you should have won. Can they go in there, steal that game from them, prove a point and say, you know what, this may be the first round matchup, a preview of the first round matchup. After that, they play the Thunder at OKC. You know, they want to prove a point and beat the Kings. Paul George is flat out balling out of his mind. He is back. He is the best player on that team, hands down. And then the Kings go on Monday to Minnesota in this freezing weather to face the T-Wolves. Last time they faced them, it was not a good showcase for the Kings. They got destroyed. They made a comeback, but they got destroyed. And then the Kings come back home and face the Bucks, who are very damn good. Giannis Tecumpo, MVP of the league, is just flat out balling. So there is a very tough stretch of basketball. But then once you head into March, then things get a little bit better. The Clippers, who I think the Kings will beat, yeah, I know they're still very good and they're still very deep. But not having Tobias Harris, to me, will help them out a lot because the length really bothered the Kings. And then on the fourth, they got the Knicks. Must win. You got to beat these bad teams. Celtics, that's a 50-50 in my opinion. The Celtics do struggle at times. You don't know how Kyrie's going to come back. Uh, and mess up the flow of the team again. The chemistry has gotten a little bit better, but at the same time, they did lose to the Lakers. And you just never know with that team. They're very talented, more talented than the Kings. But when the Kings are at home, 
with their home fans backing them up, and it's very possible for them to win that game. And then at the Knicks, they got to beat the Knicks. Then at the Wizards, they got to beat the Wizards on the road. Then they, at the Celtics, they have to at least split. So either the, either you went on the road or you went at home. You have to at least split with the Celtics. And at Philadelphia, probably a loss. Philadelphia's going to probably win that game. And against the Bulls, you got to win that game at home. Versus the Nets, you got to win that game. You got to split. You, you lost the first matchup. Mavericks, you got to win that game. Luka Dantage coming to Sacramento. That's going to be fun, y'all. That's going to be fun. Then Kings or Suns, you got to take care of business and blow them out again. 24th, Kings at Lakers will most likely be at that game at Staples. Need to win that game. A lot of playoff implications in that game. Then at Mavericks, you got to win that game. You got to beat these teams. At Pelicans, you got to beat these teams. At Rockets, probably won't beat them. But you never know. And then at Spurs to round out the month of March. A lot of winnable games in the month of March for the Sacramento Kings. That's how I feel about that. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. I would really appreciate if you guys can drop a review on iTunes, on Spotify, subscribe, slap a like button on YouTube, share it with all your fellow NBA fans. Meeks and Raptors agreed to a 10-day deal. Very good shooter. The Raptors are indeed going to give the Bucks a run for their money. Kawhi Leonard, what do you guys think about his new shoes? I posted earlier the, the New Balance shoes that he wore at the All-Star game. I, I like them a lot. I also posted the Wade 7s, the AC All-City 7s that he gave Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich. I posted the red and black version, which came out on Amazon last week. I ordered a size 11. I felt it was a little bit too big, so I ordered a 10 and a half. It should come in tomorrow. I did wear them. Disclosure, I liked them a lot, but they are a tad big. So I'm going to see the 10 and a half fits me. Amazon, great, 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 great company. I will take that back. Yeah, I mean, I didn't use the actual soles. I used my own orthopedic soles, so should be good. So the people that, if you need a size 11, hit me up. Um, again, only warm one time, and if it was for two games, just to see if I like the traction on the shoe. The traction is pretty damn good because the weight sevens, the signature line, according to Nightwing, are not very good. And I'll take his word because he is the best in the game when it comes to, sh to reviewing shoes. So I really dig. The shoes that I posted, the AC Wade Sevens, the one he gave Buddy and Bogdan a day when he played his final game in Sacramento. Uh, love the color wave, but I'm also digging those new balance shoes from Kawhi Leonard. Let me know if you guys agree with me. Let me know. Let me know. So tomorrow I will try the 10 and a half. I feel like Anta and Leaning, these Chinese brands, do make their shoes half a size bigger. So if you are looking to get the Antas, which I also have, I am selling them. If you are interested, only because they're big. And then I plan on buying them 10 and a half again, because when you have that type of knit, it does tend to break in. And again, I feel like they are half a size bigger. Even though I've always used a size 11 my entire life. I feel like I need to get a 10 and a half in those shoes. Awesome, awesome shoes. Shout out to Anta for making a great product. Shout out to Leaning. First experience again with both brands have been good. And I'm just hoping that longevity, they they last and that I can rely on those shoes. Right now, I am using the Pro Trail 81s, which is Kobe shoes. Love them. 
uh, has that old school feel to it, that 90s feel, that leather that a lot of you guys are not used to because of all the flying materials and technology that you guys like using. Lightweight type shoes. I love the old school, the heavier shoes, the shoes that make you feel secured. And yeah, once you officially break in the Kobe Protros, you will love them. Promise. I promise. Those are magnificent shoes. Shout out to Nike for that. <clears throat> All right, guys. Does Coach start Marvin Bagley after All-Star break? Yes or no? Again, and I'm going to say it again. If you're going to start Marvin Bagley, you have to start him over Willie Gollystein. You, you, I don't see them starting him over Bialita only because Bialita is such a gifted shooter that even when he doesn't shoot well, you still have to go out there and guard him. And that alone, to start games, really helps the Kings and it helps their guards get off to a good start. So if you're going to start Bagley, you got to start him over Willie and bring Willie off the bench because they're essentially the same player at this stage of their careers. Bagley will be a lot better than Willie Colley-Stein. He's already a better rebounder, better finisher. So do you make that move? That's that's up to the head coach. I'll never forget the Kings got robbed 2002. That's from Justin Quarles with the Cowboys logo. I appreciate you guys' support. Uh, we did take a nice break. Lots of cool stuff happening uh, within the next couple of weeks. Lots of content coming up for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy this small conversation about Tim Donaghy, who fixed the NBA games, make no mistake about it. And even if the NBA can't prove, uh, we know the truth, and we know that he did fix a lot of those games. He can come out and say, well, I didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. No. The odds against him not doing it are slim, slim. You, you guys heard the odds earlier when I played that clip. I think it's 6155. So that is insane. Again, thank you guys so much for all the support. I'll see you guys on the next one.